This just in from Just Riding Along Outdoor Media, Matt's Week in Review with an update on breaking bicycle industry news. Hey folks, welcome to episode number two. This one's being recorded on March 3rd, 2022. We're going to lead with industry job news, and then we're going to go into bikes, and then go from there. So, Comba, the Colorado Mountain Bike Association, posted a job two days ago for a seasonal crew leader with starting pay of $22 to $27 an hour. Uh, be pretty cool. You get to live and work in the front range, working on trails, making okay money. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to Combo directly. Gil McCormick is the contact over there, and I'm sure that's on their website as well as on OutdoorIndustryJobs.com. So launching into new bikes, because there's a bunch of them, BH released a brand new hardtail. It's lighter, it's stiffer, it's got integrated tools jammed in the head tube. It's everything you could want and more. This bike has everything. And if you didn't get it, that's a joke about Stefan from Saturday Night Live. In all seriousness, it is a fast looking bike with the cables all entering at the headset like your modern road bike would. So kind of neat or terrifying, scary, and the worst thing ever, depending on where you fall as a mechanic and in the industry. Staying with hyperbikes, Scott has revamped their Contessa line of bikes, as if Specialized has not yet convinced you that Beyond Gender, which is a very interesting article that they put together a couple of years ago, citing why they no longer make men's and women-specific bicycles, or gender-neutral and then women-specific bicycles, um, if you still think you need a women's bike, no shame, no shade, you can visit Scott, and they have the Contessa Signature Collection, and that includes a bunch of fancy bicycles. I think I would say they're they're a little bit more race-oriented, and of course some e-bike stuff in there, and then helmets and glasses as well. Uh, again, if you think you need that women's bike, Scott's got a solution for you. Moving to the other end of the spectrum, still slightly referring to women because the Orbea Ana name, Ana is a uh, name for ladies in Japan or something, but Orbea used to have a pistol called the Ana, and now they have another bike called the Ana, and it is a very entry-level hardtail. It's going to be a direct competitor to like a old Trek Marlin... Rocky Soul, I think was the Rocky, um, you know, specialized rock hopper. It's going to fall into that genre or space of, of the industry. They are quick release. They have rack mounts. They do some kids bikes. They do an extra small in 27.5, a small in 27.5 or 29, and then medium through extra large in 29 only. And they are all in all Pretty good-looking bikes, and kind of reminds me of a specialized Crave in a in a little way. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I I'm sure that a lot of people will ride that bike and really enjoy it, and fall in love with mountain biking and and really find their own with that bike. And I'm not being sarcastic at all. It seems like a uh, pretty cool bike. So if you're shopping for something affordable or Bayana, you should get Ana one. All right, 
Another bicycle news. This one is about uh, bicycle adjacent. State Bicycle released the Wu-Tang Clan collection. So you can get a Wu-Tang Clan bike. You can get some Wu-Tang Clan gear. And uh, yeah, so if you're trying to get you a Wu-Tang Clan stem cap or bar tape or handlebar bag or bar end plugs or jerseys, they got you covered. Um, And of course, cycling caps because, you know, you got to be able to wear a Wu-Tang Clan cycling cap while drinking PBRs. I don't really have an opinion on that other than hipsters ruin everything. And I mean that jokingly and seriously at the same time more news and i have one that i want to really it's older news that i want to cover because i think it's been flying under the radar but uh other things that we probably don't need in the industry e13 is releasing quick fill valves as i've said before i've never used the whatever it's called the Fillmore valve but i think i'm gonna after airing up andrea's wheels today because andrea's Valves are always extremely sticky. She's just got a way of making her valves sticky. She's gifted in that nature. I'm going to make super hard to inflate valves because then you get a core workout before your ride. No, I'm not being serious, but I am seriously confused as to why we need to reinvent the valve stem, which is probably one of the most simple things on the market. I will say this, my one fear about Fillmore and now the new E13 Quick Fill Plasma Valve is much like I love running a same chain cassette derailleur shifter. You know, we discussed this in Just Riding Along in the upcoming episode that'll release on Monday. Nothing works better than, you know, a Shimano chain cassette shifter derailleur. You run the four bits together that were made to go together. Or, you know, all eagle. You run all eagle bits. And boy, howdy, does it work great. I'm a big fan of running the valve, tape, and rim as specified by the manufacturer. And the one thing that I see with all these valves is they will lose that unique rubber base shape that you find the valve or the rim manufacturer has tailored to fit the profile of the rim in many cases. You're going to lose that and it could work a little bit worse. Now, Of course, there's some wheels this doesn't apply to. Anything that you can run a good old stands valve in, you'll probably have no problem running any of these. But I'm thinking more like some narrower stuff or some DT Swiss stuff where they use a little bit unique shape valve or Bontrager that has a unique valve or even a specialized wheel which has a unique valve. Running the right valve with the rim and tape as recommended. Always going to have best results, fewest pointing of fingers when trying to figure out what wrong, why air leaky. So, I don't really have a great opinion on these that's positive, so moving on. News from Bicycle Retailer, Fox Factory said they are making bank. Uh, Annual revenue is up 46%. So, last year's revenue was $1.3 billion dollars. Seems like you won't have won't have any let up on that. And if this tells us anything, um, the industry is running at full capacity. We probably won't be seeing those steep and cheap wiggle chain reaction prices that we did in 2016, 2018, 2019. Probably moving a little bit towards that faster, harder retail pricing as we've seen over the last two years. Well, because 
You can't really get stuff right now. And if I'm becoming the king of segues and making this show kind of follow any semblance of order, talking about things you can't get right now, Outer Bike has postponed summer events due to a demo bike shortage. So Moab and Bentonville are still on the calendar, but Western Spirit has announced that the three events in Killington, Vermont, and Del- or wait, no, Killington, Vermont, Duluth, Minnesota, and Crested Butte, Colorado, will be canceled as there's no demo bikes available. So I don't really know what else to say. I think that really ties into what I just kind of uh, let's say crystal balled. Looking to the future, I think. I think there's a big difference between hoarding and, uh, let's say, purchasing smartly. And I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to have one extra everything. And just one, meaning have an extra tire. And when you need to put that tire on, then you start finding a new one. And have an extra chain. And if you go to your bike shop and they're like, sorry, we don't have any Eagle chains in, you know, the higher quality ones that you want to run, no sweat. You slide a chain out of your pocket, thank them for installing it for you with your money, and then you start the hunt for your next replacement chain. This is going to apply to brake pads, brake rotors, fork ah, fork seals and, and shock seals. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, you might want to go ahead and snag that just just so you have it when a rainy day arises. But I think for the, the average person that doesn't service their own bike, getting some of those bigger items that you probably don't want to make substitutions on, again, I'm going to beat this drum, you don't want to run that KMC chain with your Eagle drivetrain. Will it shift? You betcha. Will it shift great? You betcha it won't. It'll be okay. So if you're not a do-it-yourselfer and you're not used to owning some bike parts that aren't associated or attached to your bicycle, just start thinking about that. Start start doing it because the, the end is, you know, the, the world isn't ending by any means, but the the we won't see a strong availability of parts in mid-2022. You know, Q2, Q3 2022, it's not like we're going to see Maxxis tires on sale on Amazon again. It's just not going to happen. Things are just, they're already pre-sold. They're already pre-booked. They're all, no factory is going to be in an overstock situation as we were in years past. So just start having some of that stuff. I mean, as we talk about things are like getting back to normal, that is still within the realm of like what is now not normal. We're, we're again, not back to 2019 stock levels. So I would recommend just having a little bit of stuff, you know, and if you can afford it and you're you're not worried too much about it, I would just look at your bicycle. I would make a complete list of spare parts. I would and if you don't service your bike right now and you're not that you're not that person, visit your local bike shop and just be frank with them. Be like, hey, I want to have one of everything in replacement parts for my bike. What can you sell me today? If you can't sell it to me, can you put it on like back order for me? And if you can't do that, can you help me find the right part number or point me in the right direction? Just so in the future, when I come to you for service, if you don't have the parts that day, I can use my little bin or bucket of spares that I've acquired just so I can keep myself rolling through the the rest of the year and beyond. Because that stuff's not going to go bad. You know, if if you're in a position where you could buy a full drivetrain, you know, chain cassette, chain ring, two tires let's say some extra valve stems in case you break one, pads, rotors, and then 
grips, let's say, if you just want to be like ultra covered. If you're in a position where you can buy all that stuff, you're not riding outdated stuff. My point is, is if you sell your bike next year, because I don't know, SRAM releases their Golden Hawk drivetrain that's 13 speeds and shifts on, I don't know, titanium spring levers. I'm, I'm trying to make up the most odd thing. Uh, it, it's not like those parts wouldn't be resellable, is my point. You know, it's, it, even if you had 10 speed, everybody's going to, somebody needs a 10 speed cassette every day. I promise. Again, don't go crazy. You don't need to buy five of the front tire you like, 10 of the rear tire you like. Don't do that. That's ridiculous. Just having one so you don't find yourself in a situation where you're missing rides or your, for argument's sake, my favorite trail bike tire is an XR4 2.4. I have an extra one of those. And I don't want to be in a situation where I cut my last one and then I have to run something else because I couldn't buy one of those. And that's maybe what I'm trying to illustrate is I don't think you're going to be in a situation where your bike won't work. But if you like gold XX1 and you need a cassette and they only can sell you a black GX1, you're going to be bummed. And, and that's really just my point. I'm, I'm really soapboxing here. So... I'll move on to my last one, which got overlooked, but is still, I think, flying under the radar. So I'm going to cover it now, and you'll hear us talk about it in depth in the upcoming Just Riding Along episode. SRAM made wireless blips. They're really, really, really cool, unless you think they're not cool. So here's the details. They're wireless. They're blips. They only run derailers, meaning it only sends a shift actuation It's not a momentary switch. You can't push and hold to actuate a reverb. So for your mountain bike, you won't be able to run a wireless blip as an e-verb or an AXS reverb controller. Sorry, Charlie, that would have been sick. That's one thing. Another thing is they don't have replaceable batteries. The forecasted product life is two to three years, which is plenty. And before you get yourself in a kerfuffle, Wait and hear the episode. I have a really great counter argument to why that is not really that big of a deal. Teaser, a lot of crap breaks in two to three years, and we're not bummed about that. The next thing is you will have to have either a blip box or a pair of road shifter controllers, whatever you want to call them, in the mix. Meaning, if you want to run them on your mountain bike, for the initial pairing, you'll need a blip box or road controllers in order to get it paired into the system. In the future, you could ride your bike without that blip box or road controller present, but it will need to be there for the initial setup. I don't really foresee myself riding wireless blips anytime soon because I have wired blips for my Diverge that I haven't bothered to install yet. I haven't bothered to install them because I'm really lazy and I'm really cheap. My bar tape is fine. My bar tape doesn't need to be replaced. I would have to retape my bars at least from the hoods back to the stem in order to install wired blips. My bar tape's good and tape never lays back down that well. It always looks kind of crummy. So I need new tape and if I'm going to change the tape, I need to change my bars cuz I don't really love those Easton bars that are on that bike and then if I'm going to change the bars, i got to run these other bars, and then I'd have to figure out if I need a different link stem because the reach on the bars are different. If you haven't noticed, I'm a diva. That's where I'm going. I'm just a diva. I haven't installed them yet because, well, maybe the last thing is, is I've been riding that bike on the trainer a lot, and I haven't missed 
not being able to shift on the tops because I haven't been riding the bike on the tops and climbing hills and stuff. I do plan to go to the big city in the next few weeks. Maybe I'll stop in one of those fancy bike shops and buy some handlebar tape and get that bar and everything swapped around because, well, it'll be spring before you know it and we'll be out riding and I'll want those blips then because... I do a lot of climbing on the tops. You know, we have a lot of sustained climbing around here, and I think they'll be really cool. And where I'm going with telling that whole ranting, rambling story about how long it would take me to install wired blips, wireless ones. Won't have to go through all that trouble. They'll go on a lot faster. And uh, you could be up and shifting in a new spot in a matter of, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes probably, including opening the box and reading the instructions, if I just had to guess. I think that covers us. I think that's uh, the I think that's the second week in review. Like I said, this one was recorded on March 3rd, and we'll be doing this again next week. If there's anything that you need or anything that's burning a hole in your noodling noggin and you want me to cover it here, you can go to the website, which is available in the show notes, I'm assuming. Looking at Andrea. Sure. Yeah. Go to the show notes. Go to the contact us. Send over a link. Tell us what you want me to cover. Andrew will put it in the spreadsheet. I'll review it. And if I think it's cool, I'll cover it here because it's my week and I do what I want. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's news. Until next time, take care and ride safe.